Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 266, recorded live on Sunday, July 22nd, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who was Roman, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who was English, Shirio. Andy Lowe, hi. I wasn't Roman. That was Brendan. Shoot. Minor, minor point, but that was Brendan. You were the Chinese. Chinese. Oh. And I'm uh, running back and, and, and retreating from the Roman Legion. <laughs> Holy shit, he can produce units fast. And I'm sitting here, you know, la 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 la. Yeah, well, what would it take to bring you into this war, Andy? Um, running through you? What happened to your huge navy, Andy? Mr. Oh, I'm English. Um... Most of his stuff is inland. It's kind of hard, you know, if you have a navy to try and attack Crap. somebody when they're in the middle of a giant continent. Yeah, he is. Shit. <laughs> so I would have to go through you in order to get I, to him. I would be happy to, to grant your units pass through my lands. <laughs> I might, you know, stop along the way. You can try. The system doesn't let you because as soon as you declare war on me, you get kicked out of my territory. Oh. So, that was another fun part from, was that Civ 3 that you yeah, could do the, that? They, they killed that in Civ 4 because people did that against the computers way too often. Which I know it was so Like, nice. oh, yeah, I'll ally with you. Oh, hey, no, don't worry about all these units I'm putting next to your city. Oh, I'm declaring war for you. Oh, yep, I took you in one turn, your entire civilization. I know, it was so great. And repeat. <laughs> Take them down one peg at a time. No, they, they got rid of that back in Civ 4. Um, but so yeah. for those of you who have not worked it out yet, I actually convinced Andy to play Civilization V multiplayer with some friends. He's doing very well. I'm actually leading the score at the moment. I probably should have attacked him instead of Brendan. That's what I thought you were going to do. I didn't want to punish you for playing with us. You saw me take all my units and go after the computer characters. I didn't want to punish you for playing with us. Next so. time, perhaps, it will be different. I'm surprised, because normally you would punish me for playing Railroads with you. No, that was just we played Railroads, and I'm a dick in Railroads. <laughs> that was never intended as, like, a punishment. I mean, if you prefer, Andy, I can make peace with Brendan and just turn my units around. Um, that would be a bad idea at the moment, because I've got all my cities with longbowmen. Yeah, your longbowmen, your English longbowmen? Yeah. Nothing compared to my choku no, my, was it, chonukos, chonokus? English longbowmen with siege weapons? Yeah. Standing by? Okay. <laughs> Two attacks a turn. I got the range on you, though. No, you don't, Andy. Are, you're, you're are your guys... longbowmen's uh, wait? Are your longbowmen's an extra range? Yes. Okay, then you do have a slight advantage there, but two attacks a turn. It, it's so broken. I don't need siege weaponry to take a city. Well, I don't need siege weaponry to take a city either. I just use a bunch of navy, which uh, it's the equivalent of siege weaponry at that point, Andy. Yeah. I don't need siege to take a city. I just shoot it a lot. Think about it. if I only have three of my guys, it's like having six. You were complaining about not being able to stack units. My units are by default stacked into twos. Man, I don't know what is going on upstairs right now, but it sounds like somebody's trying to do laps in the apartment. I was wondering what that thumping noise was. <laughs> so normally our apartment complex is very quiet and peaceful. Not today? I guess not today. Okay. Oh. Huh. Okay, so I just Googled China Civ 5 broken, and I actually didn't get anything up there about their units. Oh, okay. And did you Google Civ 5 English broken? All right, hold on. Let me Google Civ 5 English broken. <laughs> Civ 5 broken and Civ 5 multiplayer broken. I uh, nothing. Uh, for... I think you're going to find using that search. Try maybe overpowered. Am I overpowered and don't realize it? 
No, not over Po. Civ five English overpowered. Mongolia completely overpowered. Babylon overpowered. Yeah, well, Mongolia is just fucking nuts. Mongolia special unit has like five move. I know, and their great generals can't their great generals heal people. Yep. Yeah, that's a little crazy. No, there's a bunch of strategy for different civilizations. Yep. Hmm. I'll have to browse these broken. There's literally a let's gather all broken issues in Civ five here. 73 hosts. Yeah, but they're all just people being like, yeah, I couldn't win against this, so it's broken. I don't know. It's People are always just like, ah, it's broken because I can't win against it. Yeah. Right. So you're just not playing the right strategy. <clears throat> yep. Which you guys still haven't figured out exactly what my strategy is, and I'm glad. What is your strategy, Andy? Well, if I tell you, then it won't be a secret. I mean, the likelihood of us actually finishing that game... Honestly, pretty slim. Yeah, because you'd have to get all four of us back together again. Well, the three of us would, is not a challenge. It's going to be... Four? The one on the other side of this conversation. Me. Ah, yes. Gotcha. Brendan, Julie, and I play all the time. Ah, I am the loose cannon. Weak link. Weak. I was not going to go for something that was um, derogatory towards myself. Well, loose cannon, I mean, you, you understand the reference of a loose cannon? Yeah, I know. It could possibly cause damage because... It case- could sink the ship. Oh, side note, I read the uh, last Michael Crichton book. The last Michael Crichton book. Yeah, the one that they found on his computer about uh, pirates or something like that. Michael Crichton wrote a book about pirates? Yeah, they found... After he had died, when they were, you know, getting all his items together, they found a completed manuscript on his computer. So they published it. I finally got around to reading it. Okay. It feels weird to actually read a book, you know, that's not some sort of computer manual or radio manual or something like that. Is that all you've been reading since you finished the Temeraire books? Yes. Yes, it <laughs> Manuals? Has. Technical manuals? Yes. Oh, you poor thing. Go find a comic book, Andy. <laughs> I, oh, no, I, I did actually read Hush. Hush? Yeah, the Batman graphic novel. Okay, haven't heard of Hush. You haven't heard of Hush? There's like Hush, uh, Batman Returns, um, Long Halloween. Nope. Oh, what's the Joker one that everybody's supposed to read too? God, I don't remember. There's just, it's like the classic Batman ser- like comic series section that you're supposed to read. Okay. Also got to read year one at some point. God, why am I getting into comics? This is so weird. <laughs> yes. You should read Fear Itself. Oh, I'm good at the moment. I never realized how expensive comics could be once you, you know, get sucked into a series. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like two bucks per comic now? Yeah. Are you reading them in physical form or digital? Uh, physical. Okay. I should probably actually go and finish reading the Assassin's Creed series. Yes, perhaps. I saw something about Assassin's Creed in, in the news yesterday. Oh? Uh, that they're coming out with another, like, side game, except the publisher is being listed as Abstergo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. For those who don't know, Abstergo is the name of the, um, what did you say? The Templar. Evil, yeah, the Templar, the evil corporation. The massive, massive evil corporation. Massive in size and in um, evilness. Yeah, so it's Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation is uh, going to be a portable game in the franchise. And the, the developer is listed as Abstergo. That's funny. I'm guessing it's not actually, because Abstergo is not a real... Well, yeah, it's a fictional group. Uh, it's... A commercialized version of the Animus is the game. Hmm. I'd be interested in playing it, but then I would actually, you know, have to buy a PlayStation portable device. Well, it depends on what it comes out on. It's coming out on the PlayStation Vita. Is it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You see, I knew more about that than you did. Yes. Holy hell, there's a facehugger corset. You just went on to Kotaku, didn't you? I did. Yep, saw that one. Why? You don't know. I don't I don't like that one. No. Nope, 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 nope. So do you want to hit other news that's actually on our topics? Sure. All right. Where would you like to go first? 
Uh, back to our history. Okay. Actually. Um, do you recall several years ago we did like we had this weekly installment of how Sony screwed up now? Yes. And every so often it was interspersed with how EA screwed up? Yes. Kotaku decided to put together a list. How many were okay, so let's see. Let's oh, see I'm... five hilarious video game industry screw ups. Okay, so Sony, Sony, EA, Sony, <laughs> EA, wow. <laughs> Look familiar. I actually okay, the last one on this list I don't remember, but anyway. You, you don't remember Remember the brass knuckles? No. It was for uh, uh, Godfather. Godfather 2. Well, see, you're reading the article. I'm going off of memory. Oh. It was, was, yeah, I was going to say it was either Godfather or Mafia. I'm pretty sure it was Godfather. So EA, back in 2009, shipped brass knuckles alongside press copies of the game. Um, Isn't that illegal? Yes. To ship weapons through the the U.S. Postal Service. It is very illegal. Best part, uh, to ship them back would have also been illegal. Well, would you be able to ship them through FedEx? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure FedEx and UPS also refuse to ship weaponry. I know FedEx actually, uh, let's see, FedEx firearm shipping regulations. It's not a firearm. Well, it's it's still a weapon. Oh, it's going to only be uh, licensed dealers and such. Oh. Yeah. So it would have been illegal to ship it back. Yeah. I know that blood at Pfizer always gets shipped through FedEx because the U.S. Postal Service does not handle bodily fluids. Nope. I guess FedEx will go, hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll <laughs> take it. package it, we'll ship it. Oh, God. If one of those boxes of blood does not stay cold and you crack it open. Yeah. Woo. Smells. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go through the rest of the stuff on this list. Okay. Um, so the very first thing is, is not even on the list. It's the Virtual Boy, which is well, Nintendo's only screw-up on this list. Yeah. Um, ended up giving people massive headaches and migraines. Well, if we're going all the way that far back, let's just talk about the E.T. Atari game. Yep, yep. Potentially one of the biggest screw-ups in the history of video gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the list, the yeah. God of War 2 release. Oh, yeah, with the, the, the goat. Where they beheaded a goat. Beheaded a goat. They had topless women. It was, oh. Celebrating in style. Ain't no party like an ancient Greek and Grecian party. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, that's, that was, I remember talking about that. That was bad. Let's see, number four, Little Big Planet recalled worldwide for Quran references. I don't even know where in the game that was. Uh, recalled for featuring oh, background. Oh, it was the music, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the music. Yeah. <sighs> so stupid. Yeah. Oh, and the Sin to Win contest mm-hmm. with Dante's Inferno. Did you ever play Dante's Inferno? I did not play Dante's Inferno. Neither did I. I don't is think it worth people playing? did. I don't know. What is the meta game score? The Metacritic? Metacritic, yeah. I don't know. Just look this up. Hopefully there's not a Metacritic score for the book, Dante's Inferno. That would be unfortunate. You notice everybody's read Dante's Inferno, but nobody's read the other two. No one even knows that there are the other... Well, not no one. Many people do not know that there's even the other two. I was going to say, no one knows. I just brought up the fact that I knew there were other two. Yes, it is the Divine Comedy Trilogy. Dante's Inferno. It's all fan fiction anyway. The Inferno really wasn't that good a book. It was interesting to see how they took seven sins and altered them to cause punishments. Sorry, Kate just tried calling me. I heard. <laughs> yeah, this is, phone, when it wants is to there vibrate. something going on over there, by the way, that has like a regular beat to it? Like, do you have a fan blowing or something? No, I might be breathing into the microphone. No, this is way too rapid and regular for that. I'm getting a thump, 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 thump. No, I'm not. I'm not, you know, playing techno. Okay. I don't have my dubstep on. 
What the hell was that? What? Really? Really? The system is down? What? Laura caught the ref. Andy, how dare you forget 10 years ago? <laughs> you know who you're talking to, right? The Strong Bad emails? I never paid attention to Strong Bad at all. You never paid attention to Homestar no. Runner and the Strong Bad emails? And nope. the tech. Oh, God, Andy. None of it. Absolutely None of it. nothing. None of it. How? I let's How ten, did you avoid that? Most of my online interactions 10 years ago were was with... Was AOL. <laughs> no, no. I never had AOL. Okay. Well, but, AIM. You had AOL Instant Messenger. Um, yeah, I had AIM. 10 okay, years ago. So it was Slashdot 10 years ago mm-hmm. and Penny Arcade. Well, not even... No, because that was 2002. You were Penny before, Arcade. You were in well, high school. In, yeah, it was high school. Never mind. Penny Arcade wasn't until college. High school? What the hell was I doing online in high school? I was AIM. Chatting on AIM. <laughs> I was chatting on AIM and playing Counter-Strike. Pretty much. Version, what, 1.6 at that time, I think? I don't, okay, I'm going to find this email, and you're going to listen to it after the show. There's got to be a history of Counter-Strike. Yeah, Wikipedia article. My God, I can't believe the site is actually still up. Oh, no. That was version 1.5. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. <sighs> I was probably playing Team Fortress original back then. Oh, grenades. Grenades. Yeah, the original. Oh, right. Everyone had a grenade. Yep. And they were very tricky. Yep. And then everybody got pissed that there were no grenades in Team Fortress 2. Well, there are. It's just you have to play the demo, man. Yeah. So, on a side note, we'll just get back to this. Dante's Inferno got a 73 out of 100 on the Metacritic score. So, you know, maybe worth renting or something if you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Okay. What else is on here? Anyway, the Sin It to Win It bullshit. The Sin to Win. Oh, that was the stupidest thing. Hey. Let's be inappropriate with the models. At, what was that, E3? A video game, yeah. Uh, it was either E3 or Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Oh. Oh, and the PlayStation Portable ads. Oh, with the PlayStation Portable the, white. The white and black. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. That was I mean, it's very artistic, it's very visual, but it was stupid. Very. Oh, side note, you can pick Dante's Inferno up at GameStop for $15. Yeah? Can you get it on Steam right now? I don't know. <laughs> Steam sale. Damn, Steam sale. Dante, how much have you spent in the last week, Andy? Uh, let's see, I bought Runaway and its two sequels and a couple of the other games from those. Runaway is an adventure game. It's a little out there. Mm-hmm. I could probably do a review on it if you'd want me to. Well, maybe next week when it's your review. Good point. Dante's Inferno is not on Steam. Ah, so let's see. You got the Runaway series. Uh, it's, what else? Uh, Yesterday, the next big thing. Um, Quantum Conundrum. What else did I buy? Oh, uh, Bastion. But we already talked about that. I think that's been it. What I'm a little upset that Quantum, Quantum Conundrum. Conundrum can't really play on my laptop. Oh, that's not cool. Like, I've got the graphics all the way down, yeah. and I'm still getting it's, mouse leg. Yeah, the control is kind of wank, like, just weird. I was noticing that, too. It took me... A good like twenty or thirty minutes to kind of get used to the controls, even though it's the it's a simple WASD system. Well, I hadn't even gotten to that point of being able to play. What's in the indie bundle today? Okay, World of Goo. Eh, not really. Anything good in it? No. No. Orion Dino Beatdown. I think I already own Hydrophobia Waveform. Oh, Portal Two is five bucks right now for the next six hours, so it doesn't matter to anybody who's listening. <laughs> Waveform. I wanted to pick this up. I think I'm going to buy Waveform. <laughs> Right, we need to close down Steam while we're recording. Yeah, but we could still talk about Steam. We can talk about Steam. What are we talking about with Steam? Steam and Linux. Steam and Linux? Yeah, I know. We're like, Linux? What? Video games and Linux? <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than talking about video games and Mac. <laughs> I don't know. There's, 
I think on the okay, if you're making a video game for the computer right now, minus the whole you know Facebook thing, yeah, I think you would start out making it for Windows, and then you'd go to Mac, and then maybe put out a Linux version. Well, I mean, when you make it for Windows, anyone who's savvy in Linux should more or less be able to play it because they have Wine. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was the point of Wine is Windows virtualization. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't generally write for Linux because it's you know it's worse than writing for Android in the sense of which version do you write for? Well, that's what the uh, that's what Valve was doing. They're like, I guess Gabe wanted it, so you know if Gabe <laughs> well, if Gabe wants it, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Poor Gabe Newell. So they've got um, Left for Dead 2 on Ubuntu. Okay. So I think they're currently using Ubuntu as their Linux of choice at the moment. So go pick up Ubuntu, which means install it because it's free. Yeah. I should put it on my old laptop and see if I can try and work around to see if I could get the wireless working again. Uh, good luck. Yeah, it might just be an actual hardware issue and then I'm toast. Well, I mean, like, yeah. well, I guess you're getting A-plus certified. You actually do know some of this stuff now. Yeah, but all the I looked at I actually looked at the motherboard when this first originally happened and I think I might be able to get a wireless card to put in there. Could be. I know I have to replace the CMOS battery on the uh, laptop. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, motherboards look fairly complex and they are rather complex pieces oh, of yeah. machinery and circuitry, right? Yes. So why when I got my motherboard was there an extra capacitor just kind of rolling around? <laughs> oh. That was the scariest moment of my of of building my computer was I I had it in the case, and I looked, and I just saw a capacitor kind of lying there. I'm like, did that fall off? Oh, my God, what's going to happen when I turn this on? If it's missing a capacitor, did I just screw up my motherboard and not, you know, like, I've lost the computer. This is after I've attached the CPU. This is after I've put everything in it. Oh. And eventually, like, I went online. I found a copy of the motherboard online, a, a picture of it, and I went through capacitor by capacitor to make sure they were all there. Oh. It runs fine. Hey. Must have just been an extra one in the box. They thought I'd need spare parts. <laughs> not, not, no, a spare part. A spare part. Not multiple parts, just a part. A, a capacitor, a spare part. Oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah, scary as hell. All right, so Steam is expanding to Linux. Okay. Go, you know, those two guys who are... Uh, Andy, why, why do you make it so that people who play on Linux don't want to listen to the show? I already alienate our Mac listeners. <laughs> Do we really need to alienate the other 3%? 3%? Are you sure it's that high? It was another joke, but yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just piling a joke on top of your joke. I know. Um, no, I was probably closer to 10, 15%. So, continuing with the Steam. So, you know, there's the Steam mobile app, which... Yes, which likely... I've, been, I've been using, actually, during the sale a lot. It's been very nice. Well, have you noticed the um, new categories for genres? No. If you go to the index... You mean the catalog? Well, sure. I don't yes. know if I actually have it on this phone or not. Catalog. I see sale, packs, popular, and specials. Oh. You don't have it on your phone anymore? No, I don't. Did you take it off? Well, yes, when, when I... you updated to, to RC2. Well, no, for... I haven't updated to RC2 yet. I'm up to 7.2 right now. I'm waiting okay. for 9 to get out of RC2. Okay. Which... And then you'll update to 9? Yeah. But, okay, so according to the uh, genre section of the Steam map, according to this website, there are index lists for things. So you have like video game stuff like racing and sports and that sort of thing. But there are also things like accounting, education, software training, and photo editing. Wah? I have mm. not seen that. Where where does one find this stuff? I'm not I, sure. Supposedly it's in the Steam app for Android. I have not found that yet, and I've been searching now. <laughs> 
Oh, like there's genre. Search by genre. Strategy indie. Nope, that's. I don't have any of those in here. I have free to play action adventure strategy RPG indie massively multiplayer casual simulation racing and sports. Hmm. That's all I have. Well, then I don't know. It could be easily possible, though, to, you know, put software into Steam. I mean, heck, Gary's mod is basically software. Yep. I mean, so, all games are software, Andy. I know. So would, the question is... So you're, is, you're asking, is Steam going to start selling non-games? Yes. Or rather, is Valve going to be selling non-games through Steam? And if they are, A, would you want to buy anything through Steam? Think about that. Okay, so you buy... Um, Photoshop. Say, Photoshop. Through Steam. Through Steam. Granted, uh, Adobe <laughs> has been working better on their automatic <laughs> updates. <laughs> does, does that mean that it'll be on the Steam sale? <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop, Photoshop, 80% off. It's still $200. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Sad, but true. So, would you want software on Steam? I, it seems like it'd be a logical next step. I don't know. I mean, there's some advantage to it, but at the same time, it means you'd have to be connected to Steam to use the software. Well, you can see on Steam in offline mode. Yeah, offline mode never works. I got offline mode to work. Yeah, but to get into offline mode, you have to first sign into it on connection mode. Hmm, maybe that's how I've gotten it to work, is I've been connected and then left. Right, but if you, if you don't realize you're going to be in offline, it won't let you sign on to go into offline mode. I've never realized that, but yeah, that would suck. I was like, what's my Steam username? Oh, yeah. What the hell's my Steam password? Oh. I don't know either. At the top, the top of my head, it's been so long. You probably don't want to say it on the well, show. Though. I know that. <laughs> oh, Andy, your Steam password is such and such. Do you realize we both have the same, well, almost the same exact uh, Fez article? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, so Fez came out. Highly anticipated indie game. Dude has spent a lot of his own money. Mm-hmm. Refused press for like years. Wouldn't talk to anyone about it. Puts out the game. Mm-hmm. People love it. Patches the game. It breaks. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, and now is is making the claim that they are not going to patch the patch. For Xbox Live. For is Xbox it only Live. on Xbox? Pretty sure it's only on Xbox Live Arcade. Okay. So why know. are Let's they not going to patch it if it breaks the game? According to Polytron, which is the company... It is too expensive to try to patch it. Microsoft wants too much money because each patch has to get certified. Ah, gotcha. So my question is then, um, how much money has this guy made off this game? I don't know. Probably too much. At this point, I think he's made too much money off of it. At this point, like, I... He does not seem to be, like, a, a very nice person who actually cares about his users. I don't know that for certain, but that's just kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Well, I remember trying to get a hold of him for the PAX 10, which I still need to finish getting the rest of those emails out. Yeah. God, PAX is what? One, two, four, five, six weeks away? Yes. Six weeks away. And now I have the Steam app on my phone. And <laughs> Andy, <Limber's> focus. <laughs> Limmer's Planes <laughs> Civ 4. Focus. Okay. Sorry. We, we were talking about Fez not yeah. patching. You were trying to contact him for the PAX, PAX 10, 10 and years ago. One of the guys that said, no, thank you. Yep. Very frankly, hey, uh, no. Like he doesn't talk to press, which, which is not bad. It's just, I mean, this whole thing and the, the release that they made about like, it's just too expensive. It didn't affect that many people. That's not cool. It's you were responsible for not do it like for, for testing this and you didn't test it thoroughly and it broke things. Yeah, it was not the, um, no, I don't like it. <laughs> No, I don't like it at all. 
I think it's it's dishonest. I think it's wrong. You know, when people purchase a game on Xbox Live Arcade or they purchase it on Steam or something like that, it's kind of similar to what happened with Terraria where they said, you know what, we're done. Terraria could get away with it because the game was in a mostly finished state. There weren't bugs that would crash the whole thing. There was still some interesting latency issues and you could uh, kind of exploit that when you were playing multiplayer. But it didn't break your damn game. It's it's something I don't like either. Well, a the fact that Microsoft is charging tens of thousands of dollars to yeah, that I'm not actually sure about. I don't know. We could find some other Microsoft developers and ask. Hey, is this true? Yeah, Does Microsoft ask actually charge pe- you ten thousand dollars to patch your own game. Ask the uh, Penny Arcade guys because they had to recertify their game for Xbox. Ask the Penny Arcade guys. Do you have their email? <laughs> no, not off the top of my head. Since I didn't even get the Pax Ten email, I'm guess I'm not on their list anymore. I think we are. I don't think there was a Pax Ten email. Well, that's just crappy. Yeah, on all contact media. So speaking of packs, yes, the guys were at Penny Arcade. The guys, the guys of Penny Arcade, yes, were at Comic Con. Yes, which you know, outside of comic-based movies, isn't really about comics anymore, right? Um, somebody asked them during their Q&A panel um, if he could bring a PAX down to Texas. And they said the company is aggressively exploring a third PAX very near you. Really? So they're, that's what Mike said. Mike said, hey, we're exploring about... PAX bring- Texas? PAX Texas. Really? Texas? Of all the places? Paxis. Would that work? Paxis? 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 I hope not. Evidently, though, uh, also they are exploring packs in uh, a place that is significantly further south than Texas. Uh, what? Melbourne. South America? Melbourne. Oh, dude. That would be pretty far away. Yeah. Be pretty cool. would be happy, though. Cuz would be ecstatic. This, <laughs> this is Cuz's last packs. Oh. Or so he claims. Well, Cuz is growing up. Yep. Something about, like, marriage and a kid. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. God, stupid. Crazy talk. <laughs> I was going to say stupid marriage getting in the way, but then... Tread lightly, Andy. Yeah. (laughs) She knows I'm joking. Yes. Tell yourself that. (laughs) Hey, she's the one who says that she married me because I did laundry. (laughs) Nice. Oh, shoot. I was going to make brownies before she showed up again, but now she's already leaving. Mm. All right. Remind me to make some brownies as soon as we're done. Andy, make brownies as soon as we're done. Thanks, Dave. Write it down. I've got the brownie mix sitting on the counter, so as soon as I turn around... Yeah, because that's going to help. Tell you what. Tell you what. Don't answer this text. (laughs) There, now it'll be on your phone. There'll be a little notification. Wait for it. Really? There was no vibrating. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, other topics. That's a little odd. Okay. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, did you watch the video of the guy, uh, oh, St. James, Duke Nukem voice? Oh, John St. John? John St. John, there we go. John St. John read parts of, uh, well, Fifty, Shades of, of Sha- Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, that had to be awesome. Duke Nukem. Oh. There, was, there was a section there where he said balls, just like, you know, the... Yeah, balls. Balls. Balls of steel. Balls of steel. Wow. So, Fifty Shades that, of Grey, for some odd reason, is a smash. Yes. Seven-figure deal from Random House, and there's a plan for a movie, which I'm guessing the movie is going to be rated R. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to come out of the movie and be like, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> what do you expect? So, um, it's up on the uh, Amazon Kindle store. In the t- I think it's in the top 10 right now. Mm-hmm. But also, at number 41, there's a book called Fifty Shades of Black and Blue. Now, Fifty Shades of Grey is a, it's part of a trilogy. Yes. So, is this another part of the trilogy? No, it's not. It is not. Not at all. This is a parody book. Yes. This is like Weird Al putting his stuff on. Yes. There's also another one called Fifty Shades of Red, White, and Blue, also okay. on the list. Both Interesting. Are technically parodies, but they're really just trying to get people to buy it based on the name. Yes. That's not cool. No, no it's not. That's really not cool. I'm all for parody. Parody yeah. is is like 
incredibly important. You can get away with a ton of copyright shit by claiming parody. This is not intended as parody. This is intended as I'm going to name my thing really close to what they name their thing so that people will buy my thing instead because they'll buy it accidentally. This is like I would go to Best Buy and market a product called the iPad. Yeah. Side note, uh... Currently in the Kindle store, the top three books, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, and Fifty Shades Freed. The the top three three books books in the trilogy? Yep. That's kind of disappointing. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kindle readership. The Look of Love is fourth. Gone Girl, a novel is fifth. From the Moment on, Sullivan's Book 2. Sullivan's Book 3, If You Were Mine. The Sullivan's Book 5. Sullivan's Book 4. <laughs> There's one book in the top ten that is not some sort of romantic novel. Well, because they all bought a Kindle to read Fifty Shades of Grey. True. And so now they have a Kindle. So what else are they going to do? They're going to buy more romance books. That, remember when we talked with uh, the Ann Arbor Library guy? Yeah, he Eli. was talking. To, yeah, Eli. When he was talking, I, we asked him about like the book sharing program between all the libraries, mm-hmm. and they were mostly used for romance novels. Yep. We should see if we can get him back on. Okay. I don't even know how we got him on the first time, so that's all you. Because I'm awesome like that. I mean, really, I sent him an email saying, like, "Hey, we do a podcast. You're the tech guy at a library. Are you interested in coming on?" <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, speaking of physical media. Yes, and 1.44 floppy. Well, that was my A-plus exam, but we don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um. So there was a survey done in the UK yeah. by Audio-Technica, which I'm guessing does Ars something. Technica? No, it's no. Um, some sort. Well, it looks like they do audio equipment, like mics and such. Yeah. They did a survey of British music purchasing habits. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a very short survey. Most likely, they were asked... When was the last time they bought a CD? Whether they thought downloading free music was, or whether they downloaded free music, and what effect music reviews had on purchases to concert tickets and such. So, 40% of the survey respondents couldn't remember the last time they bought a physical CD. For audio purpose? Oh, we could start there, but... Uh, well, I we- mean, because I've got, like, physical discs from, well, CD versus DVD, I guess. Yeah, so an actual, like, audio CD with something on it, not a blank one that I was going to burn. Sure. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> probably would have been a Weird L disc. No, no, wait. Would have been an OST from WYSIWYG, which means I would have been in WCC, so it was sometime between 2003 and 2006. Well, you can't really remember. Yeah, well, Andy, <laughs> what's the last time you bought shoes? Um, I bought running shoes. Uh, I could actually tell you, because I've got that listed marked. No, from memory. From memory. The last time I bought shoes was right before the Kalamazoo, it was a week before the Kalamazoo Marathon. Okay. So that was mid-March. But you don't remember the exact day. No, but I at least, you know, got it within a period right. of a week. <laughs> yours, your, Mine your, is in three years. <laughs> yeah, it was a three-year window. Yes, but my... Andy, so how important are shoes to you, Andy, as a runner? <laughs> very important. So very important, and you can get it down to within a week. How yes. important are CDs to you, Andy? Not really. Right. What was the last audio CD I bought? See? I know I checked out some from the library, but I didn't buy those. I know exactly when the last time I bought an actual physical CD. What's that? I was working for the Census Bureau at the time. I was on lunch break. I was bored, and I was next to a Best Buy, so I went in there. (laughs) And you bought a disc? Yes. I think it was a Gorillaz soundtrack. Or not a Gorillaz soundtrack, but the Gorillaz first disc. Okay. Because I think it was like five bucks. But, I mean, yeah, of course people don't remember the last time they bought a CD. No one buys them anymore. (laughs) Just go to Best Buy and start putting money in between CDs and see how long it takes before somebody finds it. No. I can think of many ways to spend money better than that. 
All right. So a fifth of them also reported downloading music during the previous week. Yeah. And virtually half of them, 49%, said is, it is acceptable to download music for free. Of course. But only if the author gives it away. Yeah, I don't know if they're that stingent. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there's no problem in violating copyright. Well, there's definitely a problem violating copyright, but it's one of those things where it does it starts to be a victimless, victimless crime. Yeah, there are victims. There are indeed victims. The the artists, but they're already screwed by the record labels. Yeah. Well, do we want to screw them further? No. I mean, the, okay. So it's not even the artists. It really is the record label is the victim. Yeah. And it's the NDAA and the RIAA. Yeah, and and kind of like you know, fuck the record label. <laughs> If I ever start a record label, that's what I'm calling it. Fuck the record label? Yeah. Andy, I think we need I, I think I found a business for you. <laughs> oh, nothing like going into a dying industry. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody asked me about that. I was like, wait, you want to be a TV engineer? It's like, isn't that a dying industry? I'm like, um, I don't see TVs disappearing anytime soon. And even then Well, it's, I mean it might be because it's all going to the internet. Okay, so then Go start working for T-Mobile. Yeah. And Verizon. Yeah. I mean, it's not really that a, a TV engineer is misnamed, is really what it is. Because you're not a TV engineer, you're a video engineer. Well, you're working with the, that's why they go with broadcast engineer. Right. Because you're working with the broadcast equipment and, you know, all the studio stuff as well. But speaking of ISPs, so FCC went out and said, hey, we're going to get data for the ISPs. We, I think we talked about this like last year. Okay. Well, they um, came out with their report for um, 2011, well, 2012. Yeah. The average ISP, like, okay, so you'll say, oh, I'm getting 1.5 megabits per second is my advertised speed. That's the speed I should be getting. Yeah. Back in August of 2011, the average ISP delivered 87% of the advertised download speed. Higher than I was going to give them credit for. Well, in 2012, we're now up to 96%. Cool. Now, is that because they're actually providing better speeds or because they just uh, altered the contracts and said, well, we actually mean this? I don't know. But according to the, I would actually have to try and read an FCC report, which, oh, God. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Don't make me do that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to do that. Believe me, just looking at the stuff for the FCC for radio operators is ridiculous. No one in the right mind wants to do that. Three classes of radio operators that you could have to take. The test Just, for the no, no, and I don't want to know. I'm, what's I'm funny perfectly is, okay not knowing. Looking at this map, you can see who are seriously having issues. Like Frontier, which is satellite. Yeah, it's down by eighty. It's down at eighty percent. Verizon Fiber and actually Cablevision are actually higher than their advertised speed. Good for them. But as you can tell, there's there's two bars on this bar graph. One is for a twenty four hour period, Monday through Sunday, and there's a second one next to it, which is from seven p.m. to eleven p.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah, and there is a noticeable difference. Well, because it's 7 to 11 Monday to Friday, everyone's getting online. Which is showing to me that, yes, the the ISPs are getting better at actually giving people the speeds that they're supposed to be getting, but they're still not up to snuff with having their networks being able to actually handle the load. No, and that load is just going to keep increasing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is currently at the 7 to 9 peak, or 7 to 11 peak, will will eventually be all day, every day. So now we're back to the ISPs need to get their shit together. Otherwise, everything else is going to slow down. Yep. Now, Comcast has said that they're planning a, a new delivery system. What is it, carrier pigeons? <laughs> Might be better service than their original. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, it would be a new fiber network hmm. looking at much higher speeds. Are we talking like Verizon Fios speeds? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, don't know, I don't have the article in front of me. All right. Okay, what else? Um, we got a couple of Microsoft things. First off, Microsoft the new Office. Posted, oh, okay, fine. The new Office was announced. Yeah. Office 2013. Yeah. Not compatible with XP or Vista. Oh, how dare they? 
Yep. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Granted, any business you go to, unless they're a tech company, is most likely not going to be having the latest version of Microsoft Office. Right. Because I mean, we didn't get the, the latest version, which is 2010, uh, until towards the end of last year. And we are a tech company. Hmm. So, yeah, I actually am trying out the new version. Okay. I'm finding the consumer bugs preview. in Excel. Yeah. Bugs in Excel. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not adding right? No, no. Um, well, I'm tr- I don't know. I haven't done any of the math tests yet. Okay. But um, I was just creating columns for, you know, the PAX 10 list where I've got all the columns, the name, where to contact them, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I would select to auto-fit all of the column widths. And it didn't. No. <laughs> It seems like that should be a bug they would have found earlier. <laughs> I know, which I'm kind of surprised at. Like, we built a button. Did you test it? No. Okay, we'll ship it. It was, a, it was very odd. If no one notices, we won't worry about it. Microsoft, however, did post their first quarterly loss. Since ever. The, yeah. Ever. Now, the reason it was a loss was because they, they did what's called a good faith deduction, right? Which yes. I, I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay. No. So Microsoft purchased a company not too long ago. Yeah, Aquantive. Uh, it was some it's, ad agency online. Yeah, it was the advertising company Aquantive, and, a and, Quantive. And when you purchase a company like that, the value that you purchase them for is still considered to be yours. Yeah. Well, Microsoft is now saying this company is worth less than what we purchased it for. So they, they kind of assigned that loss to their quarterly profits and so they lost money 6.2 billion dollars but it's not that they're doing any worse it's not that they aren't selling things they're still making the same amount. They actually had a record revenue for right. the fiscal year of $73.7 billion. It's just that this thing, which hadn't previously been considered an expense, is now being considered an expense. Let's just put this in context. Okay, so they are writing down $6.2 billion due to this horrible acquisition. Yep. And that put their net loss at only, only $492 million. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, in fact, I wonder what this has done to their stock. Their their stock stock has actually gone up a little bit. Okay, good. The market's not stupid. Microsoft shares rose 2.5% in most post-market trading after closing at $30 a share. Yeah, that's good. So I think people, it's it's a big headline because Microsoft's first quarterly loss ever. Yeah. But then when people had looked at the numbers, they're like, oh. It looks like back when it was posted, uh, the shares did take a bit of a hit. When was that? That was July 5th area? No, July 12th would have been near when they posted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their stock took a, a pretty big hit back there, actually. But it came right back up. Should have purchased it then. Damn. Well, I can tell you how to buy some really high security handcuff keys for about four bucks. What? Okay. So there's basically two levels of handcuffs. You have okay. the basic handcuffs that most of the police get. Yeah. Which, you, you know, you can buy the handcuff keys everywhere. Yeah. You can buy, let's see, handcuff keys for about six bucks just for, you know, normal handcuffs. Well, on places, you know, that need more security, like the uh, air marshals use and that sort of thing. Like we're talking the high end, really expensive handcuffs. They actually don't sell the keys. Okay. To, out in the public. Like you, if you buy these really expensive handcuffs, you have to go to them and you get a key for the handcuffs, right? Okay. It's, it's basically to try and cut down on security issues of if we'll put you in these handcuffs and nobody has the key except us and we gave it to these guys and that's no problem, right? Sure. Well, one of the guys um, bought a key on eBay. Really? Yeah. Oops. And he bought, uh, I, there's like three companies that do this, uh, Chubb, Bonawi, and there's a third company, I forgot who it is, uh, Slejuso, C-L-E-J-U-S-O, crazy German names. 
Um, so yeah, these keys that are supposed to be, you know, not sold at all somehow ended up on eBay. Yeah. So he bought them, measured them out with some calipers, and then cut out <gasps> oh, no. keys basically in uh, plexiglass. Oh, no. <laughs> And he was selling them at the conference, which is basically about uh, the Hackers on Planet Earth conference in New York, that um, that these cheap keys that he was selling for $4 would open these high-security handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oops. So, yeah, the... Way to go, handcuff manufacturers, you know. Way limiting. to, yeah, way to make your entire line obsolete. Not not only is he making them out of plastic copies, but he's also planning on putting the uh, the CAD files online online for of free. Of course. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the purpose of most of the hackers out there who, who go to these conferences and things like that is not to be malicious, but to just expose security flaws so that people can fix them and recognize how stupid it is. Yeah. It's like the, the guys who figured out how to break over open that door lock with a hammer yep. and a paper clip. Yep. It's like, oh, it's, stuff's not really that secure. What was the, it was when someone or some, some organization in the government was testing the online voting system <laughs> and a group from U of M just like hacked into the site completely. Oh. The site played the, the victors. That's funny. Yeah. But I mean, that's the purpose of most of this is like, you're being dumb. You need yeah. better security. Now, of course, you know, there's no such thing as perfect security. If it's locked, and you want it open, there's going to be a key, and therefore you're going to have... There has to be a way to open it. Yeah. Right? I mean, security is almost inherently flawed. Because it has it has to have a way in. Yeah. Even if there is no way in, you could probably force your way in. Let's like, okay, we'll put it in a giant cement block. Well, we'll just get a jackhammer. Or a chisel. Yeah. Yep. Well, a jackhammer is... A very large air power chisel. Chisel. Right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, last We're running low on time. Yeah. Last thing I want to point out, though. In Canada, basically the Canadian version of the uh, FCC. Okay. I forgot exactly what they're called. Uh, the Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission. I was going to go to the CFCC, but okay. The RTTC. The RTTC. We'll go with that. Sure. What did the What did the the Ritzy do? Um, are allowing the cable companies to unbundle channels and sell them a la carte. Ooh, that's cool. Well, it's cool if you only watch popular channels. Okay. Because the way the bundling works is, okay, everybody wants to watch. The more people who buy it, the cheaper it is. Yeah, yeah that's what it's going to basically You're, you're going be. to let the market decide the price? According to this article, that's what they're thinking about doing. See, I want it to go one step further. I don't think it's enough to have uh, the, the channels be purchasable. You want the individual programs? I want the programs, and I want it to be the opposite. I don't want it to be that the more people who watch it, the cheaper. I want it to be the more people who watch it, the more expensive it is. Well, that's not going to work at all because you need to, it costs what fifty thousand dollars, I think, to put one episode online okay. or on air to just film a okay, okay. reality television. Yeah, but cheaper. Andy, they they make their money from the ads anyway. Oh, you're saying to include the ads in the television? Yeah, you, you purchase of, the show, you still have to watch the ads. But I, I'm, it's not going to work that way. I can tell you that. Oh, of course, fact. it won't work. <laughs> It's it's not even economically sound. <laughs> I want my cake and ice cream and be able to eat it. Yes, but come on, wouldn't that be? I mean, think about what that would do to like reality television. The more people who watch it, the more expensive it gets. Oh God! It would be a self-correcting system where only the crazy diehard fans would pay. You know, and so- it wouldn't have to get that expensive. I mean, no. you know. If you're purchasing shows directly as opposed to the whole cable bill. Well, that could cut out a bunch of it if you just removed the distributor from the system. Could cut out a lot of money. Yeah. 
Now, if only there were some alternate distribution method besides, you know, the TV that you could put these videos on and purchase them on a case-by-case basis. Like iTunes? Yeah. <laughs> or Google Plus. Or not Plus, but Google Play. Or Hulu. Hulu Plus. or Netflix or yep. Amazon. <laughs> okay. Review? Yes. Final Fantasy Ten. I went up back to like Final Fantasy like fourteen, 14. is is uh, the um, the new online one, which was kind of a disaster and fiasco. Okay. Um, so you're Final, Fantasy Final Fantasy fifteen is supposed to be coming out soon-ish. They, they're going to announce it soon, hopefully. So you're doing Final Fantasy. I just played through 10. Final Fantasy ten. Final Fantasy X. Yes, 10. They, they use Roman numerals. It's not like Mega Man. Okay. That actually is Mega Man X, not Mega Man 10. Mega Man 10 is a different game. So you're reviewing a game from 2002. Do you have a problem with this? No. It's a random review. So. Right. I, this is, I get to review what I want to review. <laughs> you can review Space Quest next week for all I care. <laughs> Wait, have we reviewed Space Quest? No. Okay, you should review Space Quest. <laughs> that means I'd have to go back and play Space and Quest. And play Space Quest. So I played through Final Fantasy X. Okay. Um, kind of just to, to play it, kind of to show it to Laura because she hadn't seen it. And so she sat with what? me. Laura through. has not seen a Final Fantasy game? Laura has not seen most Final Fantasy games. What? In fact, I think ten is the only one Laura has seen. I am surprised by this. She says there was a walkthrough on the Advent Children DVD for Final Fantasy VII. Ah. Um, I remember when that movie came out. It was a good movie, actually. Hmm. So, Final Fantasy X, this is early PlayStation 2. So were you Uh, playing it on original hardware? Yeah. Ah. I have my PS2. I'm not going to play it on the PS3. I don't have one. (laughs) Even if I did, they aren't backwards compatible. True. So yes, I played it on my PlayStation 2. Oh, Um, that look on your HDTV. (laughs) Not bad, actually. (laughs) Yeah, certainly not as good as anything else, but not bad. The The PS2 had a pretty good processor and a very good graphics engine. It was able to output at pretty good quality. I know. Um, yeah, the, so this is before they, they realized that people didn't want to listen to American voice actors doing Japanese translations. So, so the, the words are painful. Although, I didn't realize this at the time, because this was 2002, um, the, one of the voice actors is actually very famous. Oh. It's Bender. Oh. John Limaja or something? I don't remember yeah. his name. Uh, he does Waka. And it's really funny playing it now, because whenever Waka speaks, all you hear is Bender. <laughs> um, but it, it was a good game. Just terrible, terrible voice acting and awful, awful story. The script was really bad. The mechanics were pretty decent, though. It was a return back to, to turn-based combat as opposed to the real-time, you know, you, well, you don't necessarily know, Andy, but in Final Fantasy they had something called ATB, the Active Time Battle System. Was that sort of like the Penny Arcade Battle System? Yeah, where it charges up and then you take an action and then it charges up and you take an action. Yes. It's kind of like the classic RPG battle system. Okay. Yeah, Final Fantasy X got rid of the interface of that. Ah. And basically made it turn-based, except that certain actions were faster than other actions, so your turn would move accordingly. Hmm. So, you know, casting a spell versus using an item, using an item is faster, your next turn will come up sooner. So there's a lot of strategy involved in that, and, you know, what actions do you do, how do you control the pace of the battle, versus what abilities do you use, and how do you grow your characters so that you can use them in battle. Gotcha. Um, I cleared the game at about 44 hours, and I I have a save file on my card still there from back in like 2003 when I first played the game. Do you want to guess how many hours are on it? Uh, 100. Keep going. 
200. Keep going. Why the hell are you spending so much time on this game? I, Why the hell did you spend so much time? Well, on this so game? Andy, you remember trying to get the gold chocobo in the Final Golden Fantasy Chocobo. Oh god, yeah, they that have was... they have many golden chocobos in Final Fantasy X. Each character has their own special uh, ultimate weapon that you have to do various mini games to unlock. So in that in that save game, I had almost 300 hours clocked. And that was from playing Blitzball, which is the in-game soccer simulation, underwater soccer, for lack of a better explanation. Um, Chocobo, it, it wasn't racing against other Chocobos, it was just dodging birds and trying to get balloons. To unlock that weapon, you need to finish the race with a time of less than 0.0 seconds. Uh, As you get the balloons, it subtracts three seconds from your final score. Gotcha. As you get hit by birds, it adds three seconds. So you have to do the race without getting hit by birds and still getting like 12 or 13 balloons, and then you have a score of less than (laughs) 0.0. It's really hard. It takes a lot of practice. Uh, There's one section of the game, it's called the Lightning Planes, where the screen will flash white for just an instance. I'm talking like two frames worth of time. And you have to press the X button immediately after that, or you get hit by lightning. If you press the button, you jump to the side. Now, if you do this successfully 200 times in a row, you unlock the weapon. Wow. Yeah. So I had put in a good 260 hours on my other save game. So what I'm hearing is when this back in 2001, Dave really didn't have much of a life. Well, it would have been in like 2003, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the, the PlayStation 2 until I graduated high school. Okay. So we're talking like wow time. Yeah, like serious commitment time. And it was all dodging lightning and playing blitzball and racing the goddamn chocobos. But the fact that I did it is kind of like a, a testament to the game. That you really wanted that ultimate weapon? I really wanted those weapons. I didn't even get all of them. There are other ones. Um, so there's a, a monster arena that you have to capture monsters for. If you capture one of every single monster in the game, so you have to go, you have to backtrack and travel back to the, the places you used to go and farm the monsters there and capture them. I mean, it's a lot of work. I didn't do all of it, but trying to beat the final boss at 44 hours is doable. It's hard, but it's doable. Trying to beat the final boss after 300 hours is a snap. So the question becomes, why did you spend all 300 hours then? Because you have like a small OCG problem? Yeah, well, a little bit. Andy, I'm a gamer. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Thousand Gamer Points Per Game. How many flags did you get in Assassin's Creed? Oh, I stopped. Yeah. After I realized that I can't get a thousand points in all the games that I have, I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, but before you stopped. Before I stopped, it was quite ridiculous, but now... Right. It's the sense of completion. It drives us. It's like the time I spent an hour, actually, in the Tiger Woods game, where they have master moments that you're supposed to, you know, recreate famous shots from the masters. including Yeah. Including? Um, Well, there's a famous one called The Shot Heard Around the World. I think it was back in 1937. A guy basically got it in the cup from, like, 230 yards away. Okay. Over a lake. Okay. And isn't some of it just kind of luck at that point? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So, you have to get nine of these things. And two of them, you're like, really? I have to somehow get it in the cup from 230 yards away? Yep. And there's no easy way. After you hit the ball in the air, you can just watch the wind. And you're like, oh, it's not going to go anywhere near the, the cup. So you'll have to like hit pause and then restart the event. And it'll ask you if you're sure you want to restart. Say so yes. And then your caddy will once again tell you that you're 230 yards away from the hole. <laughs> you should probably use this club. <laughs> yes. And his suggestions would not get you, you know, right on there. So you'd have to do your own suggestions. Oh. Yep. 
So yes, there is OCD in me too. Right. It, it, it's kind of part of being a gamer. I don't know I, that I would actually call it OCD. What would you call it? Completionism? That, that could be. Like there is a drive to complete it. There is a drive to show that you can. It's not that it's it's bothering you when it's not. It's that you want to prove that you can. It's like um, Gears of War. What was there was like a wasn't there an achievement for killing like a million people or something like that? Yeah, like some ridiculous ultra mega. You will never get this in your life achievement. And people were striving to get that. Yeah. But anyway, FF10, good game. So uh, any of terrible, you who are still voice acting, who are still playing with their PS2s, or if you have a PS2 sitting around, go find it in a bargain bin somewhere or a garage sale, eBay, eBay, and give it a shot. It's actually a good game. 102, the the tactics and and mechanics of 102 blow 10 out of the water, but I there's too much extra crap that comes with it that I, I'm not sure I can put up with. Oh, if, I were, if I were to tell you this, that you have, it's a return to active time battle system, so it's a, a basically real-time combat where each character, you have, you have three characters, you can shift skill sets kind of on command, and different actions still take different amounts of time. Some of them have to charge first, some of them happen first and have a longer delay when you come back from them. What would you say to that? Seems a little confusing. It is. It is very. But once you get past the confusion and kind of get into it, uh, and then so so beyond that, there's also the uh, the strategy of these transformations you can set up between skill sets. You control which sets link to which sets. So you start with kind of your basic fighter, and you can choose where to arrange them on this grid so that the fighter can transform into uh, a support character or a mage or something. And then you control what those can transform to based on a, a preset grid. That seems like a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> but? It does add a lot of strategy to it. Yeah. Sounds like it would be a pretty fun game once you got the hang of it, right? It seems so. It seems a lot more fun than what I was having killing monsters in Penny Arcade. Yeah, except that it's called Dress Spheres. Uh, it's very prettified, and I, I hesitate to use the word girlified, but the three main characters are these kind of... Well, they're, they're supposed to be strong female characters. One of them ends up being rather bimboic. Bimboic? Um, that's, yeah, I don't know if that's actually a word. <laughs> Um, it, 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 rese- it really resembles like the transformations in Sailor Moon where you, oh, they, they jump God. in the air and all you know, the sparkles and really bad voice acting. Oh. An awful, awful story. On a side note, you can pick up Final Fantasy X at GameStop for Ten. $15 and X2 for 7 Yeah. X2 was a terrible game. It was a fantastic battle system wrapped up in a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> I played through the entire thing just for that battle system. It was so cool. And I'm guessing you read Playboy for the articles. Well, Maxim, but yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you caught that drift. So, random topic? Sure. All right. Rolled ahead of time. What sounds would you make if you tried catching a 90-mile-an-hour fastball barehanded? Probably something along the lines of, (laughs) as it hits me in the face. Oh, you're not even going to have the hand-eye coordination to be able to try and catch it barehanded? At 90 miles an hour? True, that is um, quite fast. That's there was... professional speed. Yes. It would be either, oof, or oh my fucking god, get me out of here. There was a um, a show that's not on anymore, but it was actually pretty funny, called My Boys. It was on TBS. It was about a um, female sports reporter and all of her guy friends. And one of the things was there, the guys were talking about, oh, that guy's a big wussy because he got hit by a pitch. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the episode, they actually go to a batting cage. And they, one of the guys is like, oh, I could take that pitch. And they start out at like a slow speed and they just start pelting him with balls. That sounds like a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. I know. And it's hilarious because Why it's not would... happening to you. 
<laughs> as long as it's not happening to you, it's hilarious. As soon as you get hit by a ball, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Not. No. No. I think the the only sound would be like screams of pain and terror. Now, if I was at a baseball game in the crowd and a foul ball got tipped towards me, I would not try and catch it barehanded. <laughs> it, well, it, I'll tell you that it's probably traveling at significantly less than 90 miles per hour by the time it reaches you. Are you going to try and Google average speed of foul balls? Yeah. At the time that they're caught? Andy, no one's going to be able to work that out. True. They don't record that. No. But yeah, it still would be fast. Yes, but not 90 people, miles an hour. I've seen people catch foul balls barehanded, but that's probably after you know it slows down a bunch. Right. But I mean, think about uh, to, to get a foul ball into the stands close to the, the batter, it has to be a pop-up. That or it's a really bad foul tip. What is a foul tip? Kind of just hits off of the top side of the bat. Oh, and goes over them? Yeah, it kind of just yeah, but if skips that's off the, case, the top of the bat. If it's skipping off the top of the bat, it's losing a ton of momentum on the bat. True. Right? It's going to gain a lot of spin but it's going to lose a ton of momentum, so it will slow down. If it's a pop-up and it goes into the stands near the pitcher, uh, near the batter, not the pitcher, uh, it's going to have to slow down because it's going to have to go way up. It'll speed up when it comes back down. Yeah, it should technically have the same speed on the way down as it started on the way up. Except there's air resistance. Okay. So you have a terminal velocity for a baseball. That's another thing you could Google. (laughs) You could probably find terminal velocity of a baseball. Terminal velocity of a human, of a penny, of a... Major League Baseball. Baseball. 134 miles? No, that can't be right. Well, I mean, if you dropped it from an airplane, potentially it is. Terminal velocity of a baseball is 74 miles per hour. Okay. So coming down from the parabolic arc, it probably won't be past that. No. Unless it got hit up really fast, in which case it would still be slowing down as it got to you. Yeah. It would have to be more of a ballistic arc then. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of the same thing. Once you've got the terminal velocity, no matter where the batter is hitting it as a foul ball, it's not going to, it's probably not going to be faster than that. Because it's always going to be slowing down to that level. So trying to catch a 90 mile per hour fastball barehanded hurts. (laughs) There would be no sound because why the hell would I try and catch a 90 mile an hour fastball barehanded? It would be the sound of you ducking out of the way. Yes. Maybe using my hat as a glove. I think it would tear through your hat. No, because the hat would have some give. Or it would rip the hat out of your hand. Most likely that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see myself attempting to catch a 90 mile, mile per hour fastball. When was the last time you went to a baseball game? An actual game? Yes. Professional baseball game. Professional being minor or major? Sure. I think I went to a Mud Hens game. Brian's family took me to a Tigers game. I went to a Mud Hens game. I don't remember which one was more recent or when it was. Probably around the time I bought my last CD. <laughs> I, there's there's a huge league out here where the Mallards play. I can see it. I, there's been, a big one here over here because it's Kalamazoo, Traverse City, Lansing, Grand Rapids. Yep. You should go to a... I, I have no interest in going to a baseball game, Andy. I think it is... As, as a sport, it is just above golf in, like, interesting to watch. I love how every time a random topic brings up baseball, you always bring up the fact... It's boring! <laughs> I'm sure it's exciting to play, but it is boring as fuck to watch. <laughs> it's why they provide beer. All right, Dave, I'm going to let you know something, but we're going to have to end the episode. Okay. So before we go, I should let you know that it is currently top of the seventh, and the Tigers are up 6-4. I've been watching the baseball game since we started recording. I <laughs> <laughs> would explain your distractedness. All right, so, well, have a good week, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.